Welcome back. Today on the cast, we're going to do something a little good, a little bad, maybe a bit of both. Welcome to the Gamers Guild. Welcome back to another episode of the Gamers Guild. Uh, my name is Josh. Uh, here today, I'm joined by Sooner. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, fresh off a loss in the league, which is sad, but uh, you can't win them all, I guess. Unless you go undefeated, and then I guess you do kind of win them all. <laughs> uh, and today, we also have a special guest. Uh, this is a, a friend of the show, uh, a local to Nate proper. Uh, well, and if you call it two hours away, local. I, oh yeah that's right you're not you're not from you're from tennessee so it's all the same to me <laughs> tennessee's not a really hey, that, it's not a real place went, just because <laughs> you went all the tournaments in tennessee doesn't mean it's not a real place <laughs> it's a it's my fantasy land that's how i can win up there <laughs> it's just like a dream world anyway uh spe- uh, we have a, a guest today uh matt uh how are you doing today i'm good how about you i'm doing pretty good why don't you tell us a little about your um your relationship with Marvel crisis protocol. Um, I mean, I've been playing it since it came out, um, been involved in just about every TTS league. Um, do a lot of painting, um, throughout the Southeast. It's had painting competitions for the game and tournaments I've went to. Uh, I'm the one that's won won them made a lot of people jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, um, and I've won with different models every time. So, I mean, I, that's my biggest claim. I've never won any tournaments yet, but I mean, I, I do not play too bad. I mean, we went to your tournament uh, last month and I finished three, one. So yeah, beat up, beat up all the Memphis guys <laughs> that came <laughs> like down. in sequence, right? Uh, no. Cause I lost to Kenny in round three uh, um, and then, then beat a uh, sandbox in the, in the last round. He's the guy that you want to paint your models is who he is. Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, when, because I was running this event that happened last month. Um, when I when I was doing the painting competition, I was like, "Give me an excuse to not give it to Matt. Give me an excuse to give it to anyone else." And I, I, I had like the final two in my head, and I called like the store owner ever like, "Be a tiebreaker for me." I don't want to be biased because I know who these people are. And he's like, "This one." I'm like, "I agree." <laughs> Here you go. Which is not to say that any of the other ones were like bad. Like there were a lot of really good models. Yeah, there, there was. Uh, yours are just clean, <laughs> very good. Thank you. Uh, you, de- you definitely deserve all the all the painting commendations that you win. Well, without getting too wrapped up in this, let's uh, go ahead and get started. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. So getting back on our affiliation track. Um, doing quick overviews of every affiliation in the game. Guardians is when we haven't hit. Uh, we brought Matt on because he is a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan. Second, or maybe first, only to your other true love, I think, Ghost Rider? Yeah, basically. I mean, I've been playing <laughs> the Guardians in this game since they came out. Because the first term I went to is one of Nate's first ones right before COVID. Shut everything down, and I like Hurley and painted Groot just so I could use them in Avengers <laughs> the night before. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, that was when um, I had been messaging Nate about wanting to bring Alabama people up, and then COVID hit and travel was getting weird. No one wanted to go, uh, <laughs> which was funny because I didn't know Nate was Gamers Guild Nate <laughs> at the time. I was like, oh, yeah, I was texting this guy, Nate, from Nashville. Oh, yeah. You didn't then, know he was famous, Nate. I, I didn't know I was talking to a celebrity. I hope he's the one that edits this, so he can. Cho- he has to choose whether or not he wants to leave this in. I heard there's a rumor going around that sometimes if you walk out on Nate's front porch, you'll see some TMZ guys out there. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, honestly. So. Well, let's. I just lost my place. Oh my god! <laughs> I was too busy thinking about the sound <laughs> of Nate's eyes rolling. <laughs> I can mentally picture that as well. <laughs> I think you're you're ready to introduce uh, the first uh, boss. Yeah, 
the first well let's get right into our uh affiliated boxes so just as a quick reminder for our format we're going to go through an affiliated box each with this especially with this affiliation last time we did this we did wakanda and there weren't enough to go through so we did unaffiliated this time we're going to do affiliated again because guardians has a lot of characters to choose from then we're going to do a single splash character uh and then we're going to kind of wrap up how all this goes together for the play style that we like to play. So let's start it off with our special guest. What is your affiliated box that you like to bring with guardians of the galaxy? Uh, in my opinion, it's the one you cannot leave out whatsoever. It's rocket and grouped. That's CP 17. If you need to know the CP number on it, it includes both rocket and Groot, of course, rocket is a two threat. So makes your squad building very low. Um, and Groot, um, he's not always an auto-include every crisis, but the box also comes with a card called Deadly Duo, which turns Rocket into a killing machine, usually. And then also it comes with a mass medpack card that heals two uh, if they're in range four Groot. Uh, that's a new one I've been testing out more since medpack and build dressing went on the restricted list to try to help out. That one being We Are Groot, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that this is like the defining box of Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that even if they get a second leader, um, Rocket is just an incredible two-threat character, and Groot has amazing synergies with it. They're obviously built to be together. Groot can take shots for Rocket. He has a, a personal bodyguard ability that let or maybe Rocket. Well, I think Rocket has Rocket personal has, bodyguard. Yeah. Rocket has that, and if he's within range two of Groot now, um, yeah, he could Groot could take it. And now that he has, he avoids collisions. Like collisions do not affect him. Um, now you can actually keep them together, unlike before the update, where you did not want Groot anywhere near Rocket because he would just get thrown into Rocket, kill Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they figured out that uh, the the counterplay to the Rocket and Groot combo was to throw Groot into Rocket on repeat, and they fixed that. Yeah, nimble. Um, Nimble fix. Nimble. That. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, but Rocket, all the two threat characters are typically pretty specialized. They typically do one one thing really great, maybe two things pretty good. Uh, and Rocket's thing is being just a turret. Like yeah, a big range, range, five. range five for both his attacks. They're both energy. So Venom definitely hates to see him on the board. <laughs> yeah. Groot being a big old tank is also really helpful. I think Guardian's a... Depending um, on how you play Guardians, having a tanky Guardian is pretty good. I mean, yeah, Groot can you know heal himself. Also, he can pass out Root, which people do not use enough. Um, I've been a big proponent of Groot. Like a lot of people leave him out. Sometimes I'll even take Groot without Rocket if if I have to, just just for Root. And one of the boxes I don't believe we're actually talking about the Drax Rona box has a card I like to take for both him and Groot, or for Drax and Groot, with no matter the cost. Because a lot of people do not expect you to deal Groot damage to get off a of I am Groot round two and you know stagger and throw them medium. And then Definitely. Groot can usually heal himself back up as well. So I, I know uh, I'm going to ask throw this one to Sooner because I know that he really likes this card. I want you to tell me a little bit about your thoughts on Deadly Duo. Yeah, I mean, I think Deadly Duo is one of the better um, Texas cards in the game. Um, it is somewhat situational. Um, when you're on like a D, uh, which in my opinion, you don't really want to be playing Groot probably anyway. Um, you probably may leave it at home, but I think pretty much any other scenario you're playing on, uh, deadly duo duo is just cash money. I mean, it's, it's three attacks. You usually can get three attacks, um, off for free well, for the cost of a tactics card, um, it helps Rocket. It does a few things. Obviously, first and foremost, it does damage. Um, and you usually will have a winging it token on Rocket. So uh, you, if you once you spike a damage, you can use that winging it to even spike it more. Um, and then it usually lets Rocket follow up with maybe one, if not two, Hadron Enforcers because of all the power that you build. Um, so it's, it's a really good damage dealing card. Um, it's, it's one of the better in the game on something like Demons Downtown or Gamma. It's an absolute must take. 
um, as it can just flat win games. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty fantastic. I think the other cool thing about it is it's not affiliated. Mm-hmm. So if you like guardians characters or if you just like these two and want to run that combo, it's usable in any affiliation, which is kind of their shtick is that one of the ways that they're made to play together is that Groot protects rocket, but Groot also brings out the one time, uh, big attack from rocket. Yeah. And it's worth noting that if you're, if you're really trying to do something specific turn or round two and you have prio, um, if Groot interacts at all with any of the scenarios, he cannot use it. Uh, it costs two. So just be weary of that. If for some reason you have this big plan where you're got prio round two and you're trying to set it up first activation, uh, you cannot interact with rocket or Groot. Although rocket usually can shoot somebody to get power. Well, the Groot can also end up probably bodyguarding with the personal bodyguard from rocket to potentially get that power back too. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's, that means someone has to attack in round one, which is not all that likely. Yeah, and I, I don't remember exactly how the math checks out, but you could potentially do like a range three, because his strike is range three, potentially hit someone like on a midline, but that's probably really unlikely. I think you're better off if you want to do it round one, like you said, banking on uh, just holding the power form. Or doing like advanced R and D onto him mm-hmm. uh, later on or earlier on in the in turn one, or round one. Yeah, it's just something to be mindful of. It's not a big deal. It's just you know if you're if you uh, I'll be honest. Usually guardians don't have prio going in round two, so that no, not typically. That's, yeah. that's yeah, you know, not a huge deal. But let's just say you play Angela and some of those other more expensive models, then um, just be wary of it. Well. Do y'all have anything else to say about Rocket and Groot? No, I think they're great. The uh, the adjustments they did uh, really really helped them out, made them into two really good characters. Yeah, that range three now on Groot Strike definitely helps him out a lot since he moves uh, small, short. Um, and the cost reduction in I Am Groot, it even got me in a practice game before I tested them with the warm-ups, or the, the revised cards. And somebody's like, all right, I'm going to, I have Groot, and they only had five pair. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, the, they, the revisions definitely helped both of them out. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on. Sooner, why don't you tell us about uh, your box that you brought? Yeah, so uh, anybody that knows, when I play Guardians, I generally like to play a wide kill squad. So I like to play a lot of characters. I like to kill a lot of other models. Um, so my box that I chose um, is Nebula and Gamora because there's not two better killers in one box, probably in the game. Um, these are both your high damage dealing characters. Um, we'll start with Nebula. Basically, Nebula is your you know two threat character. Uh, her big downside and it is a big downside is she can't interact uh, with any crisis Uh, so she is not scoring you points uh, at all her job is to daze and ko people Um, her big thing is if if somebody is on a uh, either has an extract or is uh, interacting with the crisis she gets to reroll all her dice uh, which makes her uh, like i said a killing machine um, she does four dice builders. She has range three on that. Um, and then she has a very nice spender, which is six dice. When you're rerolling all with a two threat character, it is extremely nice. Um, the second is Gamora. And Gamora is uh, very similar to her sister. Uh, she's just a little better of a model, obviously, which she should be because she's four threat compared to two threat. Um, she, again, is another one maybe more than anybody besides Hulk benefited from the changes, in my opinion. I think she went from a below average four threat character to now above average four threat character. Um, she gained a few things. Uh, correct me if I miss anything, but she gained stealth. Um, so basically that helps uh, mitigate, you know, damage. She has martial prowess. So a, an easy way to kill her before was to just stay out of range two 
or take like a range four character and just shoot her. So having stealth makes it a little harder to do that. Um, and then she got added, I believe it was one stamina on each side, um, which is huge. There's nothing better in the game defensively than stamina. Stamina is the number one thing that prevents dying. Um, so getting that one stamina on each side, it was really good. Um, we already knew how hard she hit. I mean, she has one of the best uh, builders in the game. Um, if you, especially when you combine her super, her passive superpower. Um, so yeah, she's just a killing machine. She has uh, the same thing Black Panther does with pounce. So she can effectively kind of do a throw if she is uh, within range. And then uh, you combine that with her, her builder and possible rerolls. She is, she's just a killer, man. She's the deadliest woman in the galaxy. She really is. I actually haven't played with the new Gamora changes. Uh, I played a little bit of her before and could never get work out of her. Like she'd either die before she got there or like, like she just didn't feel like she would do enough. And then she would get in, she wouldn't do enough. And then she would just die because she was paper. So I definitely go ahead. I was So I definitely see how um, the changes work well for her. Uh, I just haven't personally gotten them on the table yet. Nebula, however, I can vouch for Nebula. Uh, Nebula's really, really good. Um, You do have to play her differently than other characters. You can't just sit on a point and like expect work. You have to go harass people. But if you need someone to like chase down someone running away with an extract, like a black, well, black cat's the best. (laughs) You can't re-roll in a black cat, but yeah. uh, Yeah, but I mean, you already have to get range three anyway, and then you can place within her if you're doing shocks for assault. So she's going to make it a lot harder for her to run away. Yep. And it's just, she's just good at chasing people down like that and uh, making them drop what they were carrying. She's all about efficiency, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this game is efficiency. I mean, what we want at top end uh, competitiveness is we want efficient characters. We want characters that do their job really well. Um, Nebula as a two threat character punches like a four threat character most of the time um so you know you take her in that role and she just she's very good i mean she just punches way above her weight yeah most of i think of almost any character i feel like she she punches above her weight i mean really most of the guardians punch above their weight on on average really yeah they do for sure i mean that's kind of their their thing right uh they're all they're all guns blazing they don't have much defense um, but they sure can p- pump out the damage. They don't do a lot of defense. They don't do a lot of super special secret superpowers. They just, they come with guns and knives and they want to stab you and shoot you with them. Yep. So that's the box I chose. Um, it just fits kind of the play style I, I play with uh, Guardian. Another good pe- uh, part about that box is Medpack. True. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Med pack is a great card, especially when you run a bunch of guys. It can sometimes be hard to one shot your guys. That's how you can typically get some good mileage out of, or in some of your, your bigger characters like uh, Gamora or Groot with a little bit more health. Sometimes it's hard to just kill them in one go and you get the opportunity to heal them and have them take a couple more hits for you. Well, does anyone else have anything to say about uh, Gamora and Nebula? I mean, also uh, Gamora having the assassin leap, it could be an extra like bit of damage with the collision as well. So just in case she doesn't take them out or it helps her get into range too. Yeah, good reposition. Well. Good repositioning tool. Same thing that uh, uh, Black Panther has. Just to throw herself short. All right. I'll get to I'll move on to mine. Uh, mine isn't a purely um, Guardians uh, box like the rest of them. And it it's the, the latest one that came out uh, like was it a year after their initial launch? Something like that. Um, I think that box, I think your box came out in January of 21 officially. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I don't because it was, there was some weird releases, but anyway, it's a uh, Angela enchantress. Um, so a lot of guardians like to be low point costs. Uh, most of them are that way you can flood the field with a bunch of them. Um, have a whole bunch of little guys being very efficient, doing a lot of uh, interesting things on the table. Uh, Angela kind of breaks that up. She's a five threat character. So she's 
costs more points, but she does a lot more things. She hits a bit harder than everybody else with a six die builder, except for Gamora. She hits the same the same rate as Gamora without the the reroll, not the reroll, but the um uh dice modification with Noel. Yeah, the dice modification. You're right. Uh but she has a big throw. She can throw size four terrain. Um she's also one of two characters in the game, the other one being Amazing Spider-Man, who is on a medium base with a long movement, meaning that in a single move, she can go from your deployment line to a middle objective, pick it up, and walk away. Um, or in one single move, get to the middle objective, hit someone who is standing next to it, um, and potentially throw something at them and, and make them hurt. Uh, she also came with the uh, Lovable Misfits card. So that is a... Uh, Really wonky card. Um, a very, your mileage may vary card. Where the general idea is that for every single, all your Guardians characters can pay power to get included with this card. Um, when they do spend power, you'll roll a die. And whatever the die rolls is what they'll get. So maybe it's an extra attack or an extra move or power. Or them and everyone around them is stunned or takes a damage. It's a, it's a really random card, but I think it's very flavorful. Yeah, the it's very, very thematic. It has <laughs> bit me more than once. <laughs> I, it, it, you definitely have to like, not be banking on that one thing to happen on that one character. Um, and then the other side of the box, it's not my splash character choice, but I'll talk about her anyway, because she comes with the box and that's Enchantress. Enchantress um, is the opposite of Gamora and that Gamora went from a, uh, not a great character to a really great character with the, with the recent errata. She went from one of the best, if not the best characters to a good character, um, which is a good place to be. She has good damage output from a beam. She has some control with her bow ability, the ability to make someone else uh, advance similar to Modox ability. Uh, and then her other thing, the thing that really got changed was she has like black cat an ability to steal objectives within from or to steal extracts from enemy characters in range one of her uh, hers got changed to an action it costs the same amount of power but hers is an action which one of the problems with black cat sometimes is having the power to do that the nice thing about these two characters Ang- angela and enchantress is they are as guardians as well so they each get a po- an extra power every turn so on top of having characters, one affiliated, one unaffiliated, that can kind of help you out. Uh, they're also going to generate you more power for things like objectives, advanced R&D, playing tactics cards, using their own superpowers, and stuff like that to kind of get you a little bit more utility in your list and not just raw output. But you want to have anything to add about uh, these two? Angela, uh, she has really good defenses. She has fours across the board. Um, but a lot of the times that can cause you to play her too aggressively, in my opinion, and then she ends up just straight up dying, even though she has four dice for, for all those defenses. At least that's True. some of my past uh, experiences with her. I mean, she'll get a lot of work done if you use her correctly. Yeah, I think Angela's a, a great character in the game. She's a, a very good five threat. Uh, she's extremely good scenario piece. I agree with Matt. Um, you have to, you know, be smart with her, uh, but she can uh, really help guardians on scenario, which, you know, they, there's not necessarily their biggest strength. Yeah, definitely. I feel like to me, she's sort of like, she takes some of the best aspects of Nebula and Gamora together. So she's fast. Uh, she hits pretty hard. Um, and, She's one of the things she does better than them is being more defensive. Uh, but she's the same like stamina as a Gamora, same builder strength. Uh, but like I said, a little bit more utility than the two of them with stuff yeah, like she has that attack that will let her advance towards the character blades of a core. She gets the hit. Mm-hmm. She can pursue towards them, move small. So that way she can potentially get range through her builder attack. Zyphos. And I, I have a question for you too. So one of her rules uh, it's called Living Ribbons. So there's two parts to it. One part always comes up. The other part never comes up for me anyway. Uh, the one that never comes up is enemy characters cannot place the movement tool overlapping this character's base. Uh, I think it was errated to say while advancing. Um, 
And then the other one, the one that does come up a lot, is enemy characters cannot re-roll or change attack dice when targeting this character with attacks. So you can't re-roll into her. Even Gamora can't do her dice modification. That's very relevant uh, against a lot of characters. But I don't think I have ever seen the part where you can't walk over her come up. Has it ever come up for you guys? Honestly, I always forget it's even there. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never had it come up. I mean, back when we originally were playing her, before they like officially said that's how it worked, when people were thinking that, oh, that means you can't throw through her either to get to somebody else. Um, or just throw. They didn't think you yeah, could throw, yeah, throw something into, into yeah. her. For reference, for those who weren't aware uh, around for that, basically, uh, the way it, the way it officially was worded on the card when it was first spoiled or announced or whatever it was, I don't remember which, it was enemy characters cannot place the movement tool overlapping this character's base. Well, does that mean we can't throw into her? Because to throw things at her, you'd have to overlap the base uh, or overlap the tool over her base. Yeah. Or, you know, pushing her would involve overlapping a tool on her base because you put the the, the the tool next to her base and that's considered overlapping in this game. So there's a lot of weird thoughts about how she officially worked until she officially came out and they, they answered all those AMG answered all those questions. Uh, yeah, since but, then I've not had that that part of that come up at all. A lot of people forget about it. I, I think Suter is had it on the money. As a people, I think a lot of people just don't remember that's a thing. Medusa has it too, and uh, I've I have to I remember that a couple of times, but I I don't know how many times I probably walked over Angela or Enchantress or Angela or Medusa without realizing I'm not supposed to. Well, if no one else has anything, I think it's time to move on to our splash characters or out of affiliation, single characters that we like to bring in the affiliation. And uh, I'm going to throw it to Sooner this time first. Well, mine's an interesting one. Um, my out of affiliation character is, it's, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. It's really any two point character. Um, you know, right now, Bullseye is a hot one. Um, in the past, it was always a Koye um, because of what she, you know, she was just so good for a two-point character. Uh, I'll stick with the Koye and say a Koye because I do think she is good. Uh, the reason I am I'm recommending a two-point character um, is because I like to go very wide with Guardians. Um, and, you know, if you get one or two more two threat characters in there with rocket and nebula you can really pump the numbers out i mean you can go uh seven wide at 17 at 18 at 20 you go eight wide uh so you could really get the numbers out there um with a real wide guardians list okoye is is a good model even with her nerf she's still a, a solid model um you know she guardians we already talked about earlier in the cast they they die pretty easily usually um and a koi can be there to bodyguard a key attack and and kind of be a stalwart for two points to, to maybe help survive a little bit um so i think a koi or or really any two-point character is always a good add if you're looking to go wide uh if you're not looking to go real wide then then maybe pass on it but if you're looking for a, a to play guardians with uh and when i say wide for the listeners that may not know uh, that means a lot of characters so you want to try to put a whole lot of characters six or seven characters on the board at a time um so that's the one i recommend yeah i like uh i like the go wide strategy a lot i think it's kind of one of their one of their better ways to play uh it's because there's there, there's so there's so many low cost characters it, they're one of the few affiliations that has two two threats, so yeah. and a three threat leader. So your core character, your core um, set of characters, could be, can seven. be yeah seven points, which is crazy cheap. Um, that would mean that you're probably not going very wide. You're probably taking two out of affiliation high threat characters in, in higher threat games, but um, it gives them a lot of flexibility. And having a lot of characters really, uh, it, it's sort of like the Sam spam mentality, where the more characters you have, the more, the more opportunities you have to spike dice or uh, out action your opponent and just overwhelm them with efficiency. Um, 
And Guardians does that super well uh, and very well with characters in the affiliation, unlike some of the other ones I like to spam, where they'll have just enough to make up the uh, make affiliation and then two out of the affiliation options. Like Sam Spam does that a lot, but I feel like Guardians really likes to have a lot of their own characters and, and maybe one character outside of it sometimes. Like a Koye, like another two threat, like you said. Yeah, another two threat, another interesting uh, wrinkle you can put in your list. And um, if you take two, two threat characters with Guardians, so that's a total of four two threats. So it's it's a lot. Um, but you can actually play six wide with Guardians at uh, 14 points, which is pretty scary. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, well, if we're done talking about Akoye, uh, the Thanos killer herself, uh, I'm going to move on to my splash character before Matt's because Matt has the other one I want to talk about too. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's my, it's the most exciting to me. I want to, I want to hear about it last. Um, I do have two honorable mentions real quick. Uh, the first is Punisher because I think Punisher goes well in a, in a wide kill team list sometimes if that's something you're looking to do. Um, yeah, his, uh, punishment tokens gather up and he, he were i used to run punisher a lot in my guardians as well so yeah he works out very well uh the other one is the one i wanted to add but i decided not to because it's the one i keep recommending and that's loki uh i just love loki and i love i, just, I, I love throwing loki to, to every list i think i i have that's why he's not my official oh, okay. um, my official pick he's my honorable mention uh, Loki with a mind gem. If I could play it in every affiliation, I would. I, I think he's fantastic. Um, I mean, still one of my better, better guardians list for me in the TTS leagues was with a first one when I could still run Star Lord, Rocket Groot, Ultron, and Loki with the mind gem. <laughs> it might even be better now. And uh, no, Loki- there's no drop off, so oh, you can't drop true. off Groot with Ultron. <laughs> but yeah, the the root. Plus, Loki's aura is uh, very good. But the official suggestion I have, uh, Suter talked about going very wide. And uh, I talked a little bit about, you know, going with the seven point core and then getting a few big boys in there from other affiliations. And uh, my suggestion is one of those big boys. It's the Hulk. Um, We kind of touched on a little bit. Hulk got really good with the... um, mid-season changes, his builder going up to seven dice and being an actual builder instead of not gaining power. Uh, he got a defensive reroll thing, which is okay. His defenses went up. Um, I think he got one other change, but oh, his um, his health, his damage taken into extra dice on his attacks got weakened a little bit, uh, but it was a very fair trade for the, uh, the improvements he got. Um, I feel like he's pretty good with like winging it tokens. Um, it's also nice to have him alongside another big character with something like winging it to help uh, like augment their attacks. He's also very hard to kill, which is somewhat hard to come by in guardians. So even if you don't go with the two big character strategy, you can sometimes have, um, you know, him along with maybe five other four or five other characters, uh, smaller characters. And he's kind of a, a tent pole, if you will, uh, as it's called in, in some games where everyone kind of helps him out, do his thing, uh, which is of course to smash and kill everything in, in sight uh, while keeping him alive or keeping people off his back or finishing people off that he doesn't, uh, he either can't get to or can't, uh, finish off himself. Well, um, he would also draw some heat away from the rest of the guardians. Cause you got that one big focus of Hulk leads the other guardians able to do what you need them to go do. Yeah, exactly. When you're, when your guardians can sometimes, uh, go down like a wet paper bag. Uh, it's nice to have someone who is going to get willingly shot for them and then also get benefits for it. Um, because <laughs> he gets more damage, the more he gets hurt. Uh, I've been experimenting him a lot with him a lot in other affiliations and I haven't played new guardians yet, but I've seen them played a lot and the new Hulk. Excuse me. And the new Hulk looks like he'd be 
really cool there. He's cool in a lot of places, but I feel like uh, you could really do some interesting things with him here. Yeah, another key thing that he would bring to the Guardians is a throw in both uh, a superpower and one of his attacks. Guardians don't have a lot of displacement uh, in their bag. They're really the only ones in faction. you got Angela's terrain throw. You have Drax's throw on his attack and a separate one. And then Groot's I Am Groot has a throw. Ronan has a push somewhere and a throw on one of it. I, I know he's got a push on one of his attacks. He's got, yeah, he's, he's, he's got he's, push and and a throw built into his attacks. I always forget about Ronan because I rarely actually ever run him. <laughs> yeah, uh, him being a control piece is also... Like you, you, Hulk is very flexible. He can either be a tank, he can be a beater, or he can control. He's very good at... And he's very good at like mid-game being able to identify what he needs to do and you being able to do that thing with him. He's very flexible. Very expensive, but very flexible. Yeah, I've actually been testing out Hulkbuster in my current list rather than Hulk just to try out Hulkbuster. But yeah, Hulk would go right in that slot as well. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Sooner? Yeah, I love Hulk. Um, I mean, <laughs> I agree with everything you guys said. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why I'm I'm running Hulk in my Wakanda list. Um, you add rerolls with Hulk. And he smashes even better. I think uh, they have turned Hulk into one of the better characters in the game, as it should be. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it's, he's by any means overpowered. He still can go down if you get focus fired too much. Uh, but he's a great addition. A lot of times, you know, they have that cheap core. So I agree. A lot of times you are looking for a big splash character. And I, I don't know, outside of eight-point Thanos, if there's a better. The one that Matt suggested is also a big splash character, not quite as big, but it is one that I am excited to get to. If you guys are ready to move on to him, I'm yeah, always excited about this this character. Oh God, me too. Um, my splash character is one of my pet characters, and probably also one of uh, Merzane's. It's a uh, the one and only Ghost Rider, Johnny. Yes. Blake. I played a lot of Ghost Rider with uh, Guardians even before the updates, but after the updates, he's even even better. Um, now that he has all the different immunities, you know, Bleed, Hex, Incinerate, and Poison, and now that his Spirit of Vengeance can gain him power anywhere on the board rather than being within range 3, he has all the power he ever wants <laughs> yes. in a Guardians list now. Uh, what immunities did he have before? Because I remember all, all anyone asked for was, look, he's a skeleton and he's on fire. Can we just have him be immune to fire, please, and not get incinerated? And they added like 18 different immunities to him. I would have to go find his old card to, <laughs> to even look. I, I honestly don't remember. Um, I think it was either bleed or poison, one of the two. And then they added the hex, the other one, and incinerate. I think it, I think it was just bleed. Because skeletons can't bleed would make sense. Yeah. I mean, him been on fire, he should always had a mutant incinerate too. But. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole like yeah. too, too far this time. But uh, yeah, like Ghost Rider's awesome now. Yeah, I mean, change the damnation, passing out Hex, um, and a range three attack on a big base that moves medium and could potentially move long on a superpower, which he'll ha- always have the ability to do after usually round two <laughs> mm-hmm. in a guardian's list. Um, but passing out Hux is, is crucial because I mean, that's one of the better ways to, if you're having to face black order, that's one of the better ways to deal with the Corvus is Hexum. Um, he can also pass out and incinerate on a beam, which would help all the other guardians. Cause I mean, less defense dice just makes guardians kill people a little easier. And then his penance there, if it, when it rolls good, you're definitely most likely taking out uh, really hard to take out targets since it's mystic and usually going to be 10 dice. Which uh, for those who don't know pen- what penance stare does, is it's a five die attack that costs five power that adds a die to it for all the power for each power that your the opposing character has on it up to a maximum of five. So you can get up to 10 power. But the other cool thing is 
rather than give the opponent power for every damage you deal, it takes that damage or takes that power away. Uh, he doesn't gain it, but even if you don't kill someone with Penance Stare, a good Penance Stare can leave someone really hurt and with not a lot of resources to fight back. Uh, someone like a Valkyrie loaded up on power can all of a sudden lose all that power that she had, uh, that she gained. And a lot of characters rely on getting hit to get power to be able to do cool things. And he just takes that away completely. You can have a character wake up injured with three or four power as opposed to them sitting on the six, seven, eight power that they'd typically be ready to, uh, to use. Yeah. And another thing that comes to play a lot with uh, him and guardians is uh, wicked's judgment. So uh, their attack, your, your guardian characters, they might spike a roll and have a lot of crits. You can then distill them direct damage <laughs> for rolling those crits. Yeah, between his old Spirit of Vengeance and Wicked's Judgment, he had this weird, like, positioning game where he wanted to be not the one getting attacked, but be within range three of a of an enemy character, have them attack someone else. So he had this weird thing where he wanted to skirt around and not use his high health so that he would get his benefits from other people getting attacked. And then typically people were like, well, if Ghost Rider's here and he's he's kind of tanky but not super tanky, I'll just hit him instead, but they made him a little bit tankier with the extra with the extra um, uh, immunities yeah, extra and health. extra health. Um, and now he doesn't have to sit next to people to get the power. Now it doesn't get sitting around the board, like you said. He's going to get power if your opponent is basically playing the game. And also, in my opinion, an auto include, especially when you're taking him with guardians, is deal with the devil, the tactics card, because you have plenty of cheap characters you don't mind dealing with the devil with to turn into a new ghost rider yep, deal with the devil being when ghost rider is KO'd you can pay power off of him and put him next to another character that character is KO'd and if they were healthy ghost rider becomes healthy and either way you take all, all their all his damage off but basically they make a deal with the devil to become the new ghost rider it's very exciting I'm very I, I, I love this character I've been playing midnight suns specifically to play this character and he, he still doesn't get taken though. a lot in Midnight Suns either, though. No, he, they're they're a weird affiliation. But every time I played him, he's he's done work. He's been great. Yeah, it's good to see Ghost Rider on the table. I mean, he now has two good homes, uh, one being Midnight Suns and one being Guardians. He's kind of the uh, the it character right now in Guardians. A lot of people are putting him in there, and and for good reason. Everything you, you guys just said. Uh, he he meshes extremely well with the guardians. Uh, deal with the devil is really good, and uh, Ghost Riders he's gotten good now, so it's great. Yeah, he's a lot of he's one of my favorite like models, like visually on the table. Like they really, I, I know we don't talk about sculpts a lot, but they really nay. I was worried they wouldn't do very well with this sculpt, uh, and we probably wouldn't get him with the motorcycle on a on a base, but. They really knocked it out of the park with him. Yeah, the the main thing I'm surprised about that model is my chain on him has still not broken. <laughs> yeah, my Shuri broke before that chain. Well, uh, I guess let's go ahead and um, move on. Let's go ahead and go to like our playstyle wrap up. We, we've kind of hinted at some of our playstyles as, as we typically do. Um, I think we're all going to be pretty similar. Um, uh. Sooner, why don't you go ahead and do yours? I think yours is probably the most common that you're going to see on the table. Yeah, I mean, it, it's mostly, you know, wide, going wide, putting lots of bodies on the on the uh, table, uh, putting efficient characters who are efficient at doing damage on, on the table um, to try to uh, basically out attrition uh, your other team is what you're trying to do. Um, it's a little bit of a slot machine. Um, when you play it, because like a lot of characters in Marvel Crisis Protocol, dice are a big factor, uh, but they have their leadership now, which is good, and it helps mitigate that. Um, so, I mean, I think just basically attrition style by by putting a lot of characters on the, the table. Uh, they're usually pretty strong at the start, um, not losing points on secures just because they have so many characters and they can put so many on the table. Uh, I like to play a mix of 
uh, a couple characters that are good at sitting on a secure, like Drax and like Groot, uh, and then just a bunch of characters who are good at killing, like Nebula, like Rocket, like Gamora. Um, so it's just a combination of that for an attrition um, wide team. Yeah, I, I guess I think that's probably one of the better and probably one of the uh, more common ways to play them. Uh, it's certainly fun to have a swarm of uh, a bunch of little idiots running around doing idiot things, murdering people. <laughs> one of the things that was fun about Sam Spam was just having a bunch of little guys uh, all ganging up on something like a Magneto and chipping away at him until he died. Yeah, yeah and Gu- Guardians are also one way you can, you can kind of build them like Sam Spam because like they have such a low cost core that you can bring these outside affiliation toolbox pieces in now to help out some of their weaknesses. Well, Matt, why don't you tell us a little about your playstyle? And is it or is it not put Ghost Rider in at every point cost? It just about. I mean, Ghost Rider almost always makes... He's actually replaced Angela on my list. I actually don't have Angela currently on my list for Guardians. Um... I mean, I'm probably going to work her back in, but I'm experimenting with some new things. But Ryder is almost always on the table because um, I tend to start with Star-Lord, Rocket, Ryder, <laughs> and then <laughs> fill out from there. I mean, Gamora used to never make my list, but her updates have she become she's a superstar now. Um, one of my last games I played with her, um, she one-shotted Luke Cage twice. Um, yeah, she seems real, especially with Ghost Rider, right? Like you kind of get diminishing returns too sometimes if you go like too tall with Ghost Rider and, and Guardians because he likes having a bunch of little guys running yeah, around. Yeah, you, you want the smaller guys normally. Um, that's why I've been using Drax a lot more, just those three pointers. Um, like I said, you can bring outside toolbox stuff now. Like uh, one of my tech pieces right now is Lizard. One of them is Black Cat. Um, Black Cat's usually to help counter other Black Cats, and she's everywhere right now. Um, yeah. Lizard. Uh, he's just a beat tank and can go up to the middle, take some points, um, take some hits also that will char- power up Ghost Rider and draw some attention off like Star Lord and Drax to help your scenario game plan a little bit too. Because I mean, unless you're usually not going to kill anybody, <laughs> he might throw yep. displace him a little bit, which also that's why he's added to my list is to help with that issue of Gardens not being able to push a lot of people around to gather points that way. But I, I do like to go... I, I don't really go tall, but I don't really go super wide anymore. Um, I'm more usually... Like at 17, I'm usually running five to six characters myself. I, I think the interesting thing about this game sometimes is people will say, oh, that guy went super wide because he has seven characters, but then they'll look at a, a six a six character lineup and they'll be like, that's not too bad. All context-based, of course, but I've always thought that was really interesting that there's no, like... It's it's very dependent on what you're playing and uh, sort of just to kind of how you're playing it. Isn't really, it's almost not just the number of characters on the table. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll wrap up with mine. So um, I like my typical game plan with any affiliation is I like to do the standard three affiliated, two unaffiliated. Um, when I'm, except for when I played Avengers for a little while, I liked playing Sam Spam with like seven guys. Um, so I, I really like big stompy characters ghost riders one of them so uh i gotta talk about someone which is why i recommended the hulk uh people like the hulk uh i i like playing angela in this affiliation um and like big control pieces like modok are pretty fun um just you know being able to to benefit from the low cost core that we talked about and the solid leadership they have now um to really augment a couple of big characters um, and make them really shine. Um, I really like that gameplay style. It's kind of a little bit what I'm doing in Midnight Suns a tad bit uh, with characters like Ghost Rider and Hulk and Doctor Strange, but uh, I think Guardians does it really well too. Um, and like like we talked about, like some of these bigger characters can give you tools that they don't normally have access to, like control, um, maybe a little bit more of a, of a jaw that's not made of glass. Uh, yeah, that's why I've been testing out Hulkbuster a lot lately with him too, since he provides that put those pushes and throws 
and usually can take some hits. Take a bit of a beating anyway. Not depending on the kind of beating, maybe sometimes better than Hulk, but sometimes not as good as Hulk. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to kind of wrap up our main Guardians talk. Um, they're a really good affiliation. A lot of life uh, breathed into them with the, with the updates. Uh, really fun. I think that's the primary thing I like about them is that I've never had a boring game with Guardians uh, or against Guardians. It's always been a fun game and always very tense because we're talking about efficiency and chances to spike. Every time they attack, you're like, well, they've been rolling somewhat okay or bad up until this point. Now this is finally going to be the time that Star-Lord uh, one-shots this character. Um, or when you absolutely have to plucky on a defense roll to live yeah. and, and then he spikes it and then he still gets to live. I think my favorite Guardian's memory is I played against Kenny and he uh, it, he was running Black Order I think for the first time and I was running Guardians for I don't think it was the first time but it was one of the few times I, I played them at that time. Uh, and he like walked all the way to my side of the table uh, round two and Star-Lord just does a single uh, spender attack. Is it Rapid fire? Is that what it's called? Uh, Elmet gun. What? No, Elmet gun was. No, the spender attacks full auto. Sorry. Full auto. That's what. Yeah, I did one full auto attack into a completely healthy Thanos with no damage and one shot him. Nice. And Kenny was just like, "That's not supposed to happen." And I'm like, "Well, in the movie, he made it sound like that was going to happen." So that I mean, that those, was a very those exciting. Those are movie. pretty powerful if you have played the the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy video game. They, oh, they can do that. some weird things. Yeah, it's it's actually really good. <laughs> I've heard really good things about it. I've heard that it's much better than the Avengers game they made. Oh, yeah. I I did not play the Avengers game, but I have beaten the Guardians game, and it's it's definitely worth a playthrough. It, it follows more like a comic storyline rather than MCU stuff, but it has a lot of neat little uh, Marvel touches in it, mm-hmm. and it has a little bit of like replayability since you can actually go back and choose different decision paths on some things. Oh, that's cool. Like at one point you can either decide to sell rocket or sell group to this person to try to get the money. Spoilers, spoilers. Oh no, don't tell me spoilers. It's I'm early. Play, game, I need to play so. this game. Oh, it's okay. So, okay. Uh, well, Sooner, do you have anything else to say about guardians uh, before we wrap up or Matt? Either be, uh, no guardians. Like you said, they're very fun. Um, probably the, the most fun season I had in TTS was, season three when i played my wide guardians list um they're just a lot of fun you know you do a lot of attacks you roll a lot of dice you do a lot of spenders stuff you don't normally always do in some of these other affiliations and it's just fun so yeah they are they're a blast to play and and they now got good so they did got good <laughs> yep. yeah they, they they're really a joy to play i mean they are very dice dependent usually but luckily now they can spread out those rerolls a bit and, but they're also very flexible, so you can adapt to the crisis that's at hand rather than having a set game plan all the time. Yeah, I, I like the uh, the flexibility they bring. It, it really, they do really feel like the uh, the band of misfit space idiots like banding together to try to do whatever it is that they're going to do. It may be heroic, it may not be heroic, but it's going to be something. It's going to be a bit of both. A little bit of both. All right, before we wrap up our Guardians talk, how about a word from... This show wouldn't be possible without the members of the Guild Hall and our sponsors Tritex Games, based in the EU, and War Room Hobbies, based here in Tennessee. Both are great local gaming stores that have game nights and are supporting their local communities. So if you are shopping online, please consider using them as an option to support an LGS instead of a company like Amazon And to help beat those prices, I have some codes that will save you even more off their already discounted prices. If you use the code TRITEXGGCP5 at checkout, you will save an extra 5% off from Tritex's MCP selection. And if you check out at War Room Hobbies, you can use the code MCP2022 for an extra 10% off of your order. And if you already are shopping from your LGS and are wanting to support the Guild's videos or podcasts, check out our Patreon page. 
For as little as a dollar a month or $12 a year, you help us continue to put out content for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Well, now, gentlemen, I believe we're in the endgame now. So, Matt, you may not be familiar with the endgame. So, basically, what we do is we talk about non-MCP-related things. Can be Marvel, can be nerdy, can be uh, sports nerdy sometimes, if you wish. Uh, Something else outside of MCP that we're kind of getting into right now or... Uh, want to kind of shout out a little bit, maybe something new, maybe something old people may not be aware of. Um, but we'll start with you. You got anything that you're you're into right now that you want to talk about? Um, really, the only other thing I'm really into right this second is just started getting to legacy format Magic the Gathering. Just finished my first deck and got to play it last Friday at a small small tournament at the local game shop. Um, and uh, it's actually a blast. I enjoyed it a lot more. <laughs> A lot more than what uh-huh. I have modern lately. So, yeah, it's shouting out a, a, a little, uh, not very well known game called Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's just the thing I've been playing the most late, late, lately. Uh, but when I'm not watching hockey, so I mean, uh, I'm glad that ESPN actually has most of the hockey stuff now because it comes a lot on Hulu now, so I can just watch as much of it as I want. Nice. Sooner, anything that you like that uh, you've been kind of getting into? Yeah, I'm going to plug, I've been playing a lot lately of Total War Warhammer 3. Uh, that just came out on Steam, and man, it's fun. It's a really good strategy game. It's one of those grand battle games. You can get a bunch of cool characters and have, you know, big battles on the battlefield. It's a, you know, turn-based strategy game, and uh, which is my favorite types. And so I, I'm loving that right now. I've been playing that a bunch lately. Uh, anytime I get, uh, you know, off from the daddy duty, uh, I'm I'm pulling up my computer and playing Total War Warhammer 3. I have some friends who have been super into that game lately. Uh, I, I haven't one. played it. I'm, don't, I'm not good at real-time strategy games. Uh, I've tried playing like StarCraft a couple times. I'm just terrible at it. Yeah, it's um, got a pause mechanism, um, which, I mean, I use the pause throughout the battle a million times. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. It's, I mean, you have to pause it really to be functional because you can't control everything going on at once. So you have to pause, kind of go to the each guy and set them up what they're doing. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So is it a more like like... Final Fantasy tactic style uh, strategy game or like, you know, old War, uh, Warcraft 2, 3 style RTS? No, probably. I mean, n- not Final Fantasy Tactics. It's uh, it's more of a, it, it is more like a real-time strategy game like uh, Josh was saying, but it, it's, it's got the pause and that really kind of creates, you know, where... It's a little more, the battles are a little more kind of turn-based than than just straight real-time strategy, but the battles are, are pretty close to real-time strategy. Sounds like a lot of fun, actually. I, I, I think I've seen like some clips of it, and it's uh, like you kind of like back up to like, the one I saw, this might have been an older one, but it was like you back up to like a world map, and that's where a lot of like your stuff happens, but then when like you do battles, it's like these huge scale battles with like all your troops, and like you can simulate it, and let them fight themselves, or you can like direct them as they go. It was, it may be a different game, but it was, if it's the one, not, this wasn't a Warhammer team versus a different total war game, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's correct. I mean, so okay. you have two aspects of it. So you, you have the real time strategy, which is, you know, out in the maps and getting, you know, you know, your castles and building up your, you know, your lands or whatever. It's kind of like civilization, right? Like in yeah, the map. it's very similar to civilization. Same map, same mm-hmm. everything, and you you build it up. But then the battles are what is more like the real time strategy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, it looks really cool. But uh, I feel like I feel like I would probably uh, get very frustrated and uh, and uh, lose interest just because I, I I typically don't have the patience to learn them, and sure. uh, I'm not fr- very good at them. It uh, takes, it does take, uh, you, you gotta learn. It does take a little while. It's not like a, unless you play it on play. like, yeah, unless you play it on like easy mode or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I play very hard, very hard. Cause I, 
some i'm a glutton for punishment when i play my strategy <laughs> games i want to always play them on the hardest level i beat xcom and xcom 2 on legendary iron man like many Dang. many many times so i uh it's also a very hard game especially on, on those settings well, are you a Dark Souls fan too? If you like to punish, I'm not, but I have heard. I'm not really a, a, <laughs> I'm, a action guy, but I've heard Dark Souls is just. I've been brutal. tempted to try Dark Souls, but the one that's intriguing me the most lately is that Elden Ring that just yes. came out. Um, because it's I like an open that. world uh, Dark Souls game, and that George R. R. Martin helped write it. So that's the part that's got me intrigued by it. Um, haven't picked it up yet, but it, I'm probably going to. I'm going to. I'm a big Dark Souls fan. Uh, they're all kind of open world. They're kind of Metroidvania style. If you've ever played Metroid or Castlevania game. Oh, yeah. I, it, love, I love those style. So. There, there's a lot of freedom in where you can go. And the you're, there's not a linear path for most of them. Especially the first Dark Souls. That one's really open. Um, and and typically, like the, the style of map progression is that you go to a new area. And then as you explore that area, you'll find a shortcut to a previous area. That may unlock a different part of that area or just a faster way to get there that helps keep the, the whole world feeling cohesive. So like you, you might see like you might be at the bottom of a hill and then as you explore around, you'll you'll find an elevator and it'll take you back down to that spot at the at the bottom of the hill. And that will kind of connect those two spots like, oh, that's what's what that was on top of the hill that whole time. And there's stuff like off in the distance that you may see like down in a ravine or something. And eventually you'll get down there and you're like, oh, that's where that was. That's where those lights were and that kind of stuff. It's very cool. Um, well, my end game, it, it, I haven't been playing it a lot right now, uh, but it's something that uh, I know Sooner enjoys and I, uh, and that Nate got me super hooked on. Uh, and I have a, I really enjoy it. Um, it's a little, a little easy sort of strategy battle game, board game called uh, Unmatched. Um, I think, have you played it yet? You've played it, Matt, haven't you? I have not. I actually own one, uh, one of them, but I have not played it yet. You but, haven't played it yet? Uh, no, I, I bought it. Uh, I'm hoping I get to play it with Nate when we go to Adepticon, because I'm sure one of us will bring it to play in, in the hotel room. Oh, um, definitely. But I bought it because it's like, almost like a mix between a, a minis game and a board game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing the really exciting thing is there's a Ghost Rider one coming out like yes. so, and that it, that box has Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, and I think Luke Cage. So, yeah, the the way the game works is that um, you get all these characters. There's all these different characters. Like the first box had like King Arthur, Medusa, Sinbad, and uh, uh, who was the other one? Uh, someone I can't remember. Uh, and then there's Robin Hood, maybe Robin Hood's a later one. Um, yeah, he was like, winning one with. Bigfoot. He was in one with Bigfoot. Uh, Sherlock Holmes is my favorite character right now. You got like the Invisible Man, Jekyll and Hyde. There's Dracula's um, in that box. Dracula. Um, I've got the there, Beowulf and Red Riding Hood box. Mm-hmm. There's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer box. There's the Marvel box coming out. There's a Deadpool one that's already out. Um, there's, the way- a, uh, there's also a Bruce Lee one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's Bruce Lee. And the um, Velociraptors, I think, from a yes, the Jurassic Velociraptors Park. from Jurassic Park, and they're they're coming out with a T Rex. Awesome, um, but it's just this wild game of like, what if, uh, what if Sherlock Holmes fought Beowulf? Uh, and the way it works is is there's a board, um, which is like your 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 field, your terrain, and and playing space all together. Um, and you have your miniatures. Sometimes you'll have characters like Bruce Lee who fight alone, and you'll have characters like. Sherlock have a sidekick in Watson or uh, Robin Hood with his outlaws, his merry men. They're called outlaws in the game, but uh, his merry men. Um, and you have a deck of cards and that those cards determine what you do. They're your attacks, they're your special abilities, they're um, your defensive uh, abilities. Um, and then they'll have like a, one, one special ability that's always on. Uh, like Sherlock's is you can't if his attacks or defenses have a, a power on them, he can't stop them because he outsmarts you. Or uh, like Medusa's is if someone starts within a certain amount of range of her, uh, she does a damn or she starts her turn within with someone in a certain distance from her. She can just do a damage to them uh, for free because she's, st- she's starting to look at him. The, the, st- the, uh, 
the stone gaze is starting to take over. But you just have a little one versus one. It's really quick. It's really easy. My wife loves to play it with me. Um, so it's something that me and her can play because a lot of really good games typically aren't two player or if they are, they're very complicated and she loses interest. Uh, and it's very simple, very fun. Um, and it's not like super in-depth strategy. You can just kind of show it to anyone and they might be able to beat you because it's just super silly. Yeah, it's a fun game. I really enjoy it. Robin Hood's my guy. I was about to say, you've, you've only played Robin Hood, and I think you've won the two or three games you played at NashCon with him. Yeah, I can't I can't not disrespect him and not play him. I've won every game I've played with him. <laughs> He's very good. And they all play so differently. Like, Robin Hood's all about, like, shooting and drawing cards. And, like, Sherlock's about figuring out what's in your opponent's hand and, like, deducing what they might do next and guessing what they're going to do or guessing what they might have and getting benefits if you're right. Um, like the Velociraptors, they want to like swarm people and like, it's just, it's a cool game. Uh, try it if you've never heard, if you've, if you haven't, it's very fun. Uh, but with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for joining me sooner and Matt, our special guest once again. Thanks for having uh, me. Thank you. Thanks for being on. Uh, it was really good talking to you, especially since I know that you're really passionate about uh guardians that are kind of one of your your main affiliations uh but we're gonna go wrap up um next time i we're not quite sure i'm not quite sure what we're gonna talk about yet uh it might be some mid-season tts stuff or it might be another affiliation breakdown um but either way uh until next time keep on gaming